Good morning, day or night, wherever in the world. Welcome to the Surviving Drive Podcast. Today we are discussing the finishing order of the 2023 Formula One World Championship. This is your favorite source of American-based F1 conversation, presented by me, Alex, and my co-host, Tyler. Let's race into it. That was really good. That was, for those listening, that was 20 seconds. That was awful. Um, so real quick before this gets to the top of the minute here, um, we are going to go through our 2023 finishing order predictions, one through or 20 to 1 for drivers and then 10 to 1 for constructors. We each get 30 seconds to talk about each pick and why we have it for each one. Uh, so like, I'll start with the 20th driver. I get 30 seconds to talk about why I have the person's 20th driver, and then I throw the tower for his 20th and then back and forth the whole time. So we can try to get this episode done in 30 minutes for you guys. Yeah, I'm uh, a little lightheaded right now. So yeah. why don't we pass this to you? We're starting off. we got about five seconds until you get to go yeah. with your driver number 20. Go. Yeah, so for my 20th driver, I have Logan Sargent. Talked about this in our last episode. I think he might stink. I think he's going to be zero points the whole year. Uh, I think he's going to be at the back of the qualifying the entire time. I think no points for the year. I think no points. Wow. I think he's going to be back at the qualifying. He's, like His average qualifying position is going to be P20, P19, somewhere around there. And I just don't see him making any racing moves during the race. That's why I have him in 20th. Okay. That's fair. I guess uh, I have about four extra seconds, and I don't think I'm going to take a whole 30 seconds to reiterate what you said. But uh, the only other question I have is is – 21st and 22nd drivers i think uh, i think ricardo will get a chance mick potentially ricardo as well yeah so uh for my p20 with the remaining 15 seconds i have i also went with Sargent. Uh, i think he's going to be significantly outperformed by alvin i don't know about zero points though with that slippery car uh, i think it could be a potential to get, That's to, true. to get one or two so we'll see uh let's move on to number 19 on your list yeah for number 19 i have his teammate alex alban i think that williams car is also going to stink I think they're going to be so bad next year. I don't know why. It just feels like I know last year they only got they were pretty bad and they got a few points. This feels like the Williams are old again. This feels like next year we're going to go in. They're going to be so far off. I don't know why I have this gut feeling. I think I think I legitimately think neither driver could get a point. I think it might be a double zero double zero year for Williams this year or this this coming season. Very hot take. I I just think it might be. Yeah, well, that I, I guess that's fair. I don't think uh, that's going to be the case. I, I think they'll be able to sneak a few in. Uh, only thing that maybe thinks me that maybe makes me think that could be the case is, is more reliability from some of the front teams. True. Uh, with P nineteen though, I went for Nico Hulkenberg. I think the the Haas is going to come out not swinging, and they're going to have a really hard time developing that car uh, into anything great and. Although Nico Hulkenberg is, is capable of it, I don't think he will often. Yeah, so Tyler went about 0.1 seconds over there, but I'll, I'll go ahead and continue. Um, for my 18th driver, I have Yuki Sonoda. Um, we'll get into this into our driver predictions, but I think this might be the last year for Yuki Sonoda in Formula 1. Uh, I think that uh, AlphaTauri car is not going to be great. I think he's going to get completely outperformed by Nick DeVries. I think he will get a few a few points this year, but I see him coming at P18, not really making much progress, going out in Q3 a lot, and not really making much happen during the race. Yeah, that's fair. For P18, I went ahead and, and went with Albon, I think. He'll sneak it up there uh, a couple times throughout the season, but not enough to, to fight for any uh, meaningful points haul. So uh, P18 for him, I think, you know, in conjunction with that, the William, Williams team 
Uh, although not as pessimistic as you are about them, I think. Very slippery car. I think they have the potential to, to do good uh, on certain weekends and certain tracks. That's not, that's not a terrible take. I just had a gut feeling. I don't know. Yeah, that's we'll fair. Yeah. Uh, so for my 17th driver, I have Nico Hulkenberg. I think that Haas is going to be pretty much where they were last year. You know, P8, P9, and the constructor standing kind of near the back. Uh, I think he'll sneak some points in, but you know, first year back in Formula One in, in a couple of years, he's had a few. He had obviously drove two races last year and did decent. So I think you know that's why I don't have him all the way at the back. But I think he's going to be outperformed by Magnussen. I think it's just going to be. I don't think he's necessarily going to have a bad season or do bad. It's just will just be an average season. Yeah, I think you know he doesn't have the experience in the car as well. So yeah, that that is one of the other things. Uh, pitted against him at the moment for p17 i went for yuki sonoda i think i agree with you and that this may be his last season unfortunately uh great character to have around but hasn't really been able to consistently put in performances that have earned him points finishes so uh, unfortunate for him uh, i think he'll be outperformed by his new teammate as well so uh, probably not the greatest exit for him at the end of the year yeah i agree with that um i think for 16th i have kevin magnuson so the Haas is back to back there. I think he will get not a decent amount more, but a few more points than than Hulkenberg. But again, I just think that Haas is going to be at the back of the field. I just don't see them really making a lot of progress this year. I think they're going to kind of sit where they were last year, which is maybe scrapping for a point here or there. Something crazy happens, but I don't see them getting much out of it. I, I don't see him having the start to the year like he had last year, so that's why. Yeah, I agree. I think P16 is going to be Magnuson as well. Uh, that wraps up our, our final five drivers in the championship. Uh, all had this, We had the same five, not the same order, uh, but I do agree that Magnuson will be that P16 spot. I think uh, he'll have the ability to do what he did probably in the early parts of the season. I don't think they're going to be able to develop too much, uh, but I am hopeful for uh, more potential sponsors that they've been looking to bring in and uh, potentially some development for next season. Yeah, so for uh, 15th driver now, I have Guan Yu Zhou. I think he is just going to be right around uh, where he was last year again. Um, I don't think he had a bad season. I think he had actually a pretty productive first year as a rookie, and I think a lot of people doubted him last year, um, me included, just based on how his performance in the junior category score. Don't shake your head at me. <laughs> um, but I think he's going to be right around the same. I, again, I think they're going to have a mid midfield car at best, so fighting for one point maybe a race, but that's why I see him in 15th. Yeah, I, I agree with you in the fact that the car might not be the greatest, um, but I think I'll be able to do just slightly better. I went with DeVries for my P15, uh, although I think he's going to have some really good performances. I don't think that AlphaTauri car is really capable of, of a ton, and we saw that this past year with the likes of Gasly in the car and still not able to, to really run away with it. So I think DeVries will slot in here. Um, I think he'll have a good first season and, and have some good performances and some really standout weekends, uh, but no better than P15 in the championship. Okay, so for 14th, I have DeVries. Um, I love DeVries. Uh, shout out my guy Bittner. I think he's, I think, I think it's going to be a, I think the, it's going to be a hilarious team because it's like the shortest average height for a Formula 1 team of all time. So big, big, big ups for the short kings out there. But love to see I it. think, I think he's going to have a really solid season with how bad that car is going to be. I think it's again going to be near the back of the pack and I think he's going to have some surprise performances where he gets some decent points, actually. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, I, I literally just swapped the two, so I'm going with uh, Zhou Guan Yu for P14. Uh, I think him and Baras will be able to to do decent. Um, I, I'm actually, you know, in contemplation about it. I think Zhou may outperform Bottas in, in the respect of 
Joe's second season, he'll be able to take a little bit more of a step forward, and Bottas will maybe slow down uh, a little bit in, in regards to not being able to continue to improve with the car. But uh, I think Joe will finish in uh, right around that P14. Uh, so for 13th, I'm going to lot of shout out to shout out Tesla, but I have Lance Stroll as my 13th place driver. Um, I think that Aston Martin, I think we talked about, is going to take a big step forward from where it was last year. So I think he's going to be have more opportunities than he did last year to get into the points. Uh, but I think Alonso's the better driver of those two. And I think Stroll just has too many mistakes. And we saw at the end of last year like how reckless he can be. I, I just don't – I don't see him capitalizing enough on those chances they're going to get. Yeah, I see a similar thing. I also think, you know, that team dynamic is not going to help out too much. So I have Lance Stroll also in P13. Uh, I, I think they're going to have a car that's taking a step forward like we talked about in a previous episode. Uh, but I'm not sure that he'll be uh, too high of a priority within that team when uh, Alonzo, I think, will be fighting yeah. for a lot more points more consistently. So uh, I think Stroll, you know, he has his flashes of brilliance, uh, decent in the wet every once in a while. So I think he'll be able to... Uh, pull out a P13 performance, but not much more. Yep. Uh, so for P12, I have Valtteri Bottas. Uh, I think for him, I think that Alfa Romeo is, again, I think they came out super hot last year, but it just kind of regressed the entire year. I think they're going to be right where they ended the year, so it's near the back, maybe nipping at the heels of the at the midfield, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the most he'll be fighting for every week is one point, but he does, I think he's a very good driver, and I think he will capitalize on that, and I could see him finishing in P10 quite a few races yeah I think that's very fair I also went with Valtteri here I think you know that car potentially will be taking a step forward with the the Ferrari engine in the back of it potentially taking a step forward as well from what we've heard over the offseason and you know between him and Joe I think they'll have a pretty good run against each other um, I think you know I, my 12 and 14 are Bottas and Joe and I think those can potentially be entertain interchangeable uh, I think both very good drivers and Hopefully their team's able to capitalize a little bit more often, uh, but I think, you know, they'll be able to put it up in the points. Yeah, so my last driver outside, I guess, I mean, it's not outside the points because they'll all be scoring points, but in 11th, my P11 driver, I have uh, Oscar Piastri. Um, I think in terms of points for me from P8 to 11, I think it's going to be pretty close. I think it's going to be a pretty close battle between all those. Not much difference between them. I think he'll have some good races. I think he'll be consistently around that, 9-10 mark in the race, maybe up as high as 8th, but I think he'll have a solid first rookie season. Yeah, I'm going to switch it up here a little bit. I'm going to go for my 10 and 11, and we'll swap 30-second uh, increments here, but there's a reason for this. I'm going with 10 and 11 as Gasly and Ocon. I think that Alpine has a really good opportunity to score a lot of points weekend in and weekend out, but I think there there's going to be some you know confrontation between the two. I think they're never going to be in a point where they can prioritize one driver over the other uh, just because of kind of the political nature of both those two drivers and, and kind of where they'll be in the championship. I think they'll be fighting for best of the rest pretty consistently. Uh, and I think it's going to kind of hurt them later down the road when they are more competitive, trying to fight for you know potential podiums uh, toward the end of the season. And it sounds like they have a really good car. So I'm you know, I'm worried that that's going to get in between the two of them. Like we've seen that happen so so often with Ocon and his and his teammate pairing. That's that's totally fair. So I'll go into my tenth. I have Ocon as my tenth. Um, I have Gasly a little bit higher, and I'll give my reason why when I get to Gasly. But um, I have Ocon in tenth. I think same thing. I think they're going to have a great car. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to have a very similar year to last year mm-hmm. um, in terms of just the kind of the drama between the teammates. 
Uh, he was quietly always in the points. Yeah. But you know, ninth or tenth somewhere around there, uh, maybe around that eight range even. So I think he'll get good. I think he'll get in the points pretty much every race, but it's gonna be near the backs. So that's why I have him in tenth. Yeah, very fair. I went with for my number nine just ahead of the Alpines. I have Piastri. I think. He just has the talent that's going to be able to to carry them. I am a little bit hesitant to do that because, you know, I, I don't think the prospects for the McLaren car are looking all that great this season. But I think Piastri as a driver has a, a lot of potential to put that up there in the points pretty consistently and, and hang in there with Norris in, you know, a similar fashion, best of the rest fight. But I think those two, especially because it's Piastri's first year, will get along a little bit better and he'll be able to capitalize more. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so for my ninth, I have Trollonzo. Um, I think he's going to do great in that Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be drama between him and Stroll, I think, because that drama follows uh, Alonso everywhere. But I think he is a very good qualifier. I think he'll get it up during the race, and it'll be pacey enough to where he can get some points every single race. Um, and I think, like I said, I think the battle between 8th through 11th, 7th through 11th for best of the rest will be pretty tight. So I think he'll be right there in it. Yeah, that's very fair. For my number eight, I went with Alonso. And although I agree that, you know, Stroll and Alonso probably won't get along all season long as the best of friends. I think Alonso will be so much further ahead of him consistently that I don't think it'll be as much of an issue as it will be with, you know, Gasly and Ocon in that Alpine. And so for that for that reason, I have Alonso getting a lot more points throughout the course of the season. And even though Aston Martin as a team might be might not be taking as big of a step forward, I think Alonso will be up there and right around P8. That's a good point. Um, for eighth, I have Lando. So he has no one big Lando guy. Normally, I'd probably have him best of the rest here. But I think just all the doubts, the doubts of their car and everything, I think Alpine is going to have for the entire season now a far superior car. Um, so I have, it's gonna, I'll get to it eventually, but I have Gasly ahead of him one spot for the rest of the rest. I think Lando will be right there, though. I think it'll be very close for seventh place for that battle for seventh. I think it'll be the same thing where Lando has a great chance to capitalize as many mistakes made by the top teams and, and things like that. Yeah, moving into P7 here, I have Lando Norris, I think, for a lot of those reasons that, that he'll be able to fight for best of the rest. And I think this is almost a spot where I had to had to have a conversation with myself about, is any other team going to crack the top six? And I think there's a, there's a decent potential if, you know, a team or a driver like in an Alpine or Lando Norris can, or, or Piastri really can r- fight consistently, uh, but you know, I have Norris just outside, and I have the top six as the top six. So, yeah, so I have the top six, the top six as well. But I'll, my seventh, I have Gasly. Uh, I think that Alpine car is going to be the fourth best car. I think he's going to be pushing the back end of the, those top three teams. Um, and the reason I have him three spots ahead of Ocon is I know we've varied opinion on this. I think he's going to absolutely dust Esteban Ocon. That's fair. Uh, I think Gasly is just a way better driver. I think there will be some drama between them, but I think he's just so much better of a driver that it's not. They're going to be separated enough in the race that we're not going to see a ton of that. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, I, you know, I have Gasly above Ocon as well. So uh, I think that's a very good point. For number six here, I went with Sergio Perez. I think uh, that'll be probably a, a communal one between the two of us. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be able to do decent performances. But as we've talked about in, in prior episodes, I think that car is moving further away from him and, and probably closer to Max. Uh, in addition to you know, Max struggling a little bit more than he did last season, obviously, uh, they're probably going to prioritize him a lot more than Sergio Perez. Yeah. So I also have Perez as, as number six. I think of those top three teams, I think he is just going to be at the back end of those in terms of those six drivers um, for that exact reason. I I think he's, it's not like he, I don't think there's a big gap between those six drivers in terms of talent, but I think 
just what they're going to do to prioritize Max is going to be the most we've seen of any year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just it's going to show in the point where he's going to be a decent way behind in sixth. Um, real quick before we get, I think we should, we can group together in, in one fell swoop our four and five. Yeah. So I think we both have Leclerc and signs for this. Yep. Um, so for me, it's just, I like the Mercedes car better this year than the Ferrari car. So that mm-hmm. puts both Mercedes drivers ahead. And I like Max every year yeah. to finish probably in the top three until he retires. Yeah. Unless they have a terrible car. Um, so I think that's why me and you have the Ferraris at, at four and five. I'll let you go ahead and, and go through your reasoning why, but I just think it, it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, I know, you know, we think about Ferrari and, and as we've talked about, I think the strategy and then the mistakes that each of these drivers have. And I think this will be a car that will allow them to fight for wins race, you know, race weekend in and race weekend out. But I think those mistakes will really catch up to them in the long term. And I think uh, strategy wise, they'll potentially have, have some more issues. And I think the consistency of, you know, the Mercedes car, the Mercedes drivers, and, and then Max, you know, Max and the Red Bulls will also keep them in front of uh, Leclerc and Sainz. Yeah, I agree with that. So uh, we're going to our top threes now. So I'll just go through my entire top three. So in third for the 2023 season, I have Max. Um, again, I just really like what Mercedes is going to bring next year. And I think more so than that, even what Red Bull is going to lose because of the reduction in wind tunnel time and everything that they're kind of facing and going uphill towards next year. Um, I think Max is going to be right there, though. I think those top three are going to be, I think they're going to see the top three be pretty close. And I think we'll see a little bit of a gap to the Ferraris at four and five. But I think those top three are going to be battling the entire year for wins. Um, and I could see it being in a, if it's a, I know there's still speculation if we're going to get the 24th race or not, but. Um, if there's, I could see them going eight, eight and eight or something like that, even possibly that I think the Red Bull's still going to be right there. I think they're going to be a touch behind where they were last year, but, and not as dominant, but I think those three are going to be fighting for wins. Uh, I just have Max and Thurrocks. I think the Mercedes strategy and just, uh, the car itself is just going to be a little bit better. I think mm-hmm. going into the season. Uh, so I have Max as third, uh, then I have Lewis in second. Um, I think again, it's going to be close between all these three. I think you could very much like we talked about in the last episode make the argument for lewis to win which which you'll make um great driver i think he's really gotten to form at the end of the season and kind of gotten tuned with that car and so i think he's going to pick up right where he left off uh and pick up a lot of wins next year and then for my first place driver george russell um same thing as lewis i think they're going to be in the best car i think he's going to pick up a lot of wins and i think he's just a great driver i think he you know, we didn't. We knew he was good with Williams, but there's still that unsure of like, well, the car's really bad, so how good is he really? But I think he proved it right away last year in the Mercedes, and mm-hmm. I think it's a good shot to. I think he's got to be, to me, and I, I know you agree with this too. I think uh, you could really switch all three of them around, probably. Yeah. I think Lewis, Max, and Russell have to be the three favorites next year, at, like betting wise, whatever, however you want to say it. I think they have to be the three favorites. Yeah, and, you know, sitting here and pondering it, it makes it a little bit tougher because I look at the Ferraris in 4 or 5, and I think all the things that we've heard out of the Ferrari camp so far are, you know, they're changing their team principle. They're yeah. they're looking like they're going to have a better culture around them and hopefully a better strategy in tandem with that. They're fixing their reliability issues, and their engine feels faster than ever to a lot of people. Yeah, uh, And, you know, they have a more experienced pair that have both run races, both – you know, fought for race wins this past season. So, you know, it's hard to justify them being in fourth, fifth, because that sounds so bad. But then yeah. you look at the top three that we each have, you know, my order is a little different with Hamilton, Verstappen, and then Russell in third. Yeah. But I think 
the Mercedes is is taking such a far step forward this season in the off season, and then I think you know there will be a, a time in this season where they get back to their old ways and probably go on you know post break uh, a three four five race wins in a row, yeah. and I think they're just going to really pick it up and continue to develop that car. Uh, for my order specifically, Russell, I think, you know, he'll pick up a, a few more race wins, uh, have really good showings and just be Mr. Consistency for another year running. Uh, P2, I have Max Verstappen. I think, you know, he's just kind of that force that you can't stop from winning certain races. And I yeah. think he'll continue to do that. But Hamilton in first place, I think with the car under him, uh, that's capable of fighting for wins, which we haven't seen until the end of last year. And, and he was, you know, by far the best performer outside of Max, uh, I think he's going to be kind of just inevitable with that car and with that team behind him. Uh, and so I have him running in P1 for us. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the argument I would make, too, is I think all those things you said about Ferrari are the exact reason why they're going to finish 4 or 5. Because yeah. it's Ferrari. Like, yeah. that's that's the argument you could make. It's like they're going to have all the stuff and find a way to blow it still. Uh-huh. I think, too, though, I think the top three – I think those three that we have as a top, before we get into our teams real quick, I think they – by the end of the season, kind of separate themselves as maybe on another level. Yeah. Um, and I've always said this. I still think this. From 2021, I still think in an equal car, I think Lewis and Max are on a different planet compared to everybody else. Agreed. Um, I will argue that until Lewis gets old enough that we start to see a decline, I think if, if, like, if you had all 20 drivers in the exact same car, same specs, everything, everything was the exact same, you put everyone on the same pit strat, everything was the exact same. Mm-hmm. It was just pure driving. I still think Lewis and Max are on a different planet compared to the rest of the drivers. Um, I you may disagree. I just feel I just think like they're just on a different level than the other drivers. But I think for those for the regardless of that, I think even those top three drivers, I think with everything all the other factors considered, I think it's I feel comfortable saying those three will finish ahead of the Ferraris. Yeah, I think you know with that Max and Lewis argument there i think i do agree with that and the the thing i keep coming back to is like you can't win that many races without having yeah one races where you're not in the best car and, yeah. and because of that like you have to be such a good driver and the the battles that they have between the two are unlike any other battles that we've seen with other drivers so i, I think i do agree with you and i think you know by the end of the season i agree i think hamilton and verstappen will will pull it out how many races do you think uh, before the end of the season, will George Russell, your P1, wrap up the, the championship? Yeah, so wrap up. So I guess let's do this. Let's do two things here. Let's go for our top three. How many races do you think each will win? Okay. Of the, I, it was supposed to be 24 races, correct? And now it's 23, but they're reconsidering bringing China back in. Let's, I, let's roll with 24. Okay, so we'll roll with 24. So a clean 24 races. So I'll give George nine wins i'll give uh i have him first like nine wins i have lewis i'll go lewis with uh seven wins and that's six or i'll go lewis with eight wins that's 17 and then i'll go max with seven so i'll go nine eight seven uh for the top three if they're just winning races okay right? yeah so i'm not including the ferrari ferraris in this if i included the ferraris i think i maybe give two to leclerc one to signs yeah and I think so you similar. take three away but Let's just take three. I'll just take one from each. And so let's say eight, eight, seven, six for the top three, and then two and one for Leclerc and Signs. Yeah. Uh, I think Russell wraps it up, though. I'm going to be, I'm, I don't, it's, it'd be too, he won't wrap it up in the last, if it goes to the last race between him and Lewis, that's because of the karma we'll have in 2021. There's no way Lewis is winning that. That's just not going to happen. 
That's um, fair. So I'm going to say the second to last race, Yeah. I guess, would be Brazil. I think Brazil, he will wrap it up in Brazil. That would be very disrespectful to Lewis. I think <laughs> I think Lewis will wrap it up in Brazil. Uh, that would be very perfect. I think Lewis and Max potentially each winning eight or or Lewis winning nine, Max winning six, and then Russell winning something like four. Okay. Um, and then, you know, four to give out between Leclerc signs and, and potentially one, you know, shock winner. Uh, I think that's – I think Sergeant's they, your shock winner, right? Something like that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, no, I think it would go to, you know, like we talked about, maybe a yeah. Gasly or, or a, a Piastri or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's my top three. I think Hamilton okay. will wrap it up. I think it'll be very tight. I think it'll be tight. Um, That's my. I think either way you put this, I think it's not going to be like last year where it's wrapped up with six races to go. Yeah, but I think it's a tight, a tight battle in the sense that Verstappen continually shows up as an underdog. Yes. And and which I feel like he's better. In. I feel like he's almost better at in a way. I don't know. I and Hamilton's better as a as a titan of the sport. So I yes. I think I think, Ham, I think I agree. I think Hamilton is not an underdog. He needs to be front and center. Yeah. The guy. Yeah. Um, I, I completely agree with that. Um, all right, so we'll go into our uh, our, our team standings now. Um, so I think the best way – we'll start with 10 for this, but I think looking at this, we had the same 10, 9, and 8. Okay. Um, so we'll kind of talk about all three of those at once. Uh, I think we'll touch on Williams first. I think we both have Williams. I think they'll be – I think again, they're going to stink. Yeah. The guard's going to be so bad. I have them scoring zero points. You have them scoring a couple. Yeah. Back of the field. I don't think there's really much to say there. I don't know if you're going to that. But. Yeah, no, I think I totally agree there. Okay. Uh, for Haas, I think similar story. I think we're going to see a few points from them. They're just never going to be a great car. They need to get bought out by somebody or some, some kind of management thing needs to change for them to make any progress. The one thing I continue to think about with Haas is like they're just in a continual downfall of how much they're developing their current car. And and at this point, I feel yeah. like it's not out of the picture for them to start focusing on their 2026 car. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I could see them doing I could see Gunther coming on and being like, we're really just kind of using these as test years of 2026. Yeah, and then, you know, rehiring yeah. some crazy exactly. young drivers. So uh, um, For eighth, we both have Alpha Tori, and I'm noticing we also have seventh the same. Yeah. Uh, for eighth, we both have Alpha Tori, I think, again, they're just – their peak gear was 2021 when they had maybe the fifth best car. Yeah. I think it's been down since. I think they're just – there's really not much to talk about here in that they're the junior team for Red Bull, so they're just never going to get that treatment. And I think with – being the junior team of Red Bull, when Red Bull slides, they're probably going to slide in a similar yeah. fashion. And yeah. I think, you know, we both have Red Bull sliding but a I little do, bit. So. I do love Nick DeVries. I do think he'll I have think a great I, year as yes. a, a driver in the back of the grid, similar to, yes. to something, maybe not the capacity that George had, yeah. uh, but something I think it's going to be that. similar to that. I think of the drivers in the back of the grid, I think Nick DeVries could potentially be that guy where it's like, wow, he's really outperforming this car. Yeah. Um, for seventh, we both have Alfa Romeo. Um, I mean, there's to me, Alfa Romeo just screams average. Yeah. Um, and it's always screamed that for me for all the years that I've, you know, I've only watched Formula One for a couple of years now, but like watching Drive to Survive, watching just every YouTube videos, everything, they just always seem average. I don't other, know. Other than their livery reveals, because yes, their cars are always their cars beautiful. are always the most beautiful cars, but the cars pace itself and the cars performance, it's never terrible. They're never like this team stinks. But they're never going to be fighting on the edge for points, having any like, or going to be having any surprise performances. They're always just average. They're yeah. always just right in the middle. I could see their drivers always going tenth and eleventh, eleventh and twelfth, twelfth and thirteenth, like right yeah. around that thing every single race. 
They won't be shown on TV a lot. They'll just be kind of in their own races doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think they're, you know, kind of middle of the pack team. And yeah. uh, I think their drivers are kind of losing out because of that. They don't get yeah. really highlighted ever. But, but they seem to be chill. They have a great relationship. I think they're just kind Absolutely. of chill. They're, they could be up there for the most chill team. Definitely. They're just major chillers over there. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on to maybe not a chill team. We have, uh, I have Alpine in sixth. Uh, I think they're going to... That's kind of a spicy take, Alpine in sixth. I think it is a spicy take. I think the car is awesome. And, uh, you know, the further we get through off season, I I think I might be wrong on this in in the fact that it'll get between them uh, on the track. But I think they'll have their moments where, similar to like Ferrari, they, they can't seem to just pick a driver to focus on and I think that's kind of what they're going to do throughout the season and never really you know emphasize one driver or prioritize one driver and they're both kind of going to be good drivers with some really good performances throughout the season uh, but nothing super consistent also a little bit of a hot take here I wanted to to have a little bit of spice that's good um so I had Aston Martin at six I think they're going to make a big step up from last year like you talked about but I think it's going to take them time to get to the top of the midfield. Yeah. I think it's going to take them another season to make make another step. Yeah. Um, but I have them sixth here. I think they're going to be kind of right at the back of the points always. Yeah. Uh, maybe fighting for 10th every single race. But I think they have a way better opportunity for that in terms of qualifying mm-hmm. compared to last year. Um, for my fifth place team, and I'll just bundle fourth with this too. For fifth, I have McLaren. Fourth, Alpine. Same as last year. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be – Roughly the same in terms of the points of how close they are. I think Alpine might pull away a little more this year because they're going to have it the whole season. But, again, we said that last year, and they bungled it so many times to where they just kept letting McLaren back in that Very that true. could happen as well. Yeah, um, McLaren, I think, just so negative this offseason about the car. But, like, we talked about not really, like, in terms of decreasing performance. Like, they just stayed steady. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alpine in fourth, I think they will make a big jump this year to where they'll be right at the back end of those top three teams. And could have some surprise performances. Yeah, and, you know, in a sense of surprise, I put Aston Martin in fifth. I think they're going to take a step forward. I don't know if it'll be this big of a step forward. I think, you know, a fifth-place finish would require Alonzo to really shock the grid quite often. So trolly. Yeah, quite often, which I don't think is out of the the question. With him, never. And that car seems to be taking a step forward. I think it'll it'll start to do better. And you know, being partnered with Mercedes, I think they'll start to benefit a little bit more yeah. with that as well. And you know, having their own factory and things like that are are only helping the car. So I think it's a possibility, um, but I think it might be a little bit of a stretch. And then I have fourth place McLaren staying up there, uh, getting to the best of the rest, and and I think mostly because I think their driver lineup is the best of the remainder of the grid. Uh, obviously quite close with Alpine, but I think, uh, McLaren will be able to, to squeak that one out of, uh, as well. Um, for our top three, I think we should just go down the yeah, podium. We have the, exa- we have the exact same. Yeah. Perfect. So let's start with third Red Bull. Like yeah. we've said, you know, I think they're going to slide. Uh, yeah. And I think the biggest point here is we both have Max near the top. Yeah. I think that gap between Perez and Max is going to be huge this Agreed. year because of the prioritization. Yeah. I think Perez is going to be way off in terms of points of mm-hmm. McLaren signs this year. To where that's why it drags him down to third. That yeah. it's he's I think it's gonna be the top three, a gap, that's four, five, a huge gap, sixth, a huge gap, and then the rest of the drivers. Yeah, and potentially um, deservedly so, because yeah. the way they end last season was, you know, so much a slight on Perez that you know, their lack of ability to to help Perez yeah. or prioritize Perez in situations, uh, I think 
you know, is only a detriment to them, really. Yeah, I agree. Um, for a second, we both have Ferrari. Um, I think they're going to be a solid four or five in the driver's standings. Yeah. Uh, that top five is going to be not super far apart, and I think the combination of the points, the amount of points scored, will put them in second. This year, this screams like 2018, 2019, where it's like, uh, obviously we both have Mercedes at one then, where Mercedes kind of walk away with this. I think the drivers will be close, but it'll come, like, in the drivers, in the driver constructor standings, like, it's Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull. This is, like, big 2018 vibes, I think, in terms of that. I yeah. think the only difference is is that you're going to have a few more drivers fighting for a win, whereas, like, it was pretty much just Lewis running away with everything at that yeah. time. Yeah, I think that's very fair. And then, obviously, Mercedes up top, you know, I, I think just the pair of those two yeah. drivers are are far yeah. and away the best, and, and that car yes. is only going to get better. So, I think, yeah, factually speaking, I think, the best pair of drivers on the grid. I think the car is going to continue to get better. I think, uh, personally speaking, I think for the both of us, I can speak for the both of us here. I think we both, which is shocking to say after the run they had, we, I think a lot of people want to see this. Um, like, I think for me, I have, I have George Williams to be a little different, but like, I think a lot of people want to see Lewis just like get his eighth, like let's wrap that up. Like he's got the most now and like, then we can move on to the next thing. Yeah. It kind of feels like that's still hanging there. So I think some of the standings too might be us wanting to see that, but I think like it's like, I wouldn't like, I think he's great for the sport and he's going to stay in the sport seven more years, but if he wraps it up and wins his eighth next year and decide to retire, like I wouldn't be mad. No, I it feels like more. that's the one thing missing still. Yeah. And then we can move on to like, all right, We've closed, like, Hamilton gets his ace. Now we've closed that chapter of drivers, even though Alonzo's going to drive till he's 100. We've closed that chapter of drivers, and now we can focus on, like, how many Max is going to get. Like, can Lando make a push with McLaren? Like, Mm -hmm. are Ferrari going to make that step forward? Like, how many will Russell get with Mercedes? Like, we can start having those conversations in. But that feels like a a bland point until we can wrap up the – put the bow on Lewis's career with the eighth title. Yeah, and it feels like he was he was just slighted of that eighth championship in such an egregious yeah. fashion. Like it's so hard to look past that and move yeah. on from that. And I think, you know, wrapping that up and and potentially sending him off into retirement. And I know, you know, he also has so many more goals outside of Formula yeah. One. So, you know, I wouldn't feel bad about him leaving. Whereas, you know, if we see Alonso stick around, like it's going to get to the point where it's kind of a nuisance. Where well, he's yeah, just so. Like, I have two points here. Yeah. So the Alonzo one, it's going to get kind of sad. So this is kind of comparable to, for those of you who watch the NFL, this is kind of comparable to, like, Matt Ryan at this point, right? Like, it's just kind of sad. And I'm, I'm, I apologize, Bittner, for the Colts talk here. But this is – it's just kind of sad to watch him out there every week. You're like, he's way too old, way too slow. Like, he should not be playing football anymore. I uh, think Alonzo will still be fast, though. I don't – Well, I mean, I know that. But, like, it's going to get to a point where, it, like, he's – everything else around him is going to be so, like – I don't. He's gonna be so trolly, so old, so much older than everybody. Like so much different. Where it's gonna be like, all right, like it's, it's time to hang up. It's time to take out the steering wheel, buddy. Like I just, I don't know. I just think that's my personal opinion. Is that's like you said, it's gonna to get to a point where it's like, dude, just retire. Like yeah. let's let another drive. Let's get a new driver in here. Like we've had you for this many years. Yeah. Um. And the other point I'm gonna make with with the Lewis thing, I think, and well, this will be the last point. We'll wrap this up. I think, like you said, I think it puts a bow in his career and like it, it feels complete then. Yeah. And like you said, with him having more stuff outside of, outside of formula one, I, I think that's where like a lot of people, yeah, um, I, me personally, like my favorite driver is Lando. Like I don't, it's like, I, I don't actively root for Lewis every week. Like I don't think I'm like, Oh, I'm a big Lewis guy. Yeah. I just don't know how anyone can dislike him. I, the reasoning is obviously because of 
either Max fans, like, because he had so much success, but, like, it's – he to me, he's very similar to LeBron in that, like, the aura he has, the what he brings to the sport. Like, when you think of Formula 1 – just like a good if, guy. Even if you, he's just a good guy. If, even if you don't know about Formula One, a lot of people know who he is at least. Yeah. And then off the track, everything he does is like he's a good person. Like he does a bunch of good things off the track for charity and like for all his organizations and stuff like that. And like he's showing that it's like more than just driving. Yeah. And so I think that's like the the biggest thing. Like in terms of his career, like if he can get that eighth, like then he can go and do all that other stuff and be more of an ambassador for the sport than longer term. Yeah. Agreed. And I think he wants to leave on a high note. It's so hard to have a career like that. And then, you know, have such a cliff that he had to fall off of. And it's just been kind of a struggle this year. So, uh, hoping to see that, that he can make improvements next year. And, And if that's how he ends his career, I think that'd be unbelievable. Yes. That'd be awesome. Um, so our, our, uh, we'll go ahead and, and, and wrap this episode up. The, the only other episode we're going to be doing here in terms of predictions is our 2024 driver lineups, which we'll be giving out to you guys in, in the next next few days here, next few weeks. But uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Yeah. Goodbye.